Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles and Attack on Titan podcast. I am one of your hosts, Ronnie. I'm another one of your hosts, Chad. And we are here to bring some straight Season 3, Episode 18, Episode 55, Midnight Midnight Sun. Sun. Hey, are we looking at a Vincent Van Gogh painting? Midnight Sun, how beautiful. beautiful is that? Beautiful, dude. Oh my god. I, I mean, listen, we don't even need to say that much about this episode up front, because y'all know what's going on here. This is some straight up... If you're not ready for 20 minutes of emotion, and then who even knows about this podcast, 45 minutes plus of emotion, get out of here. Intensity, emotion, friends, We've got some Kleenex. I thought it was a weird... Uh, we're current, me and Chaz are currently holding hands because he asked me to. Um, we're just trying to be here for each other right now. That's what we do. It's how we, you know, have so much emotion on the podcast. Sometimes people think we're mean to each other, but in the end, we're going through this together and same for you guys. So strap it on and let's just get into this episode. Oh yeah. Strap it on like Mika saw. I actually do want to pause momentarily. I got a couple of housekeeping things, just things that I've noticed right before I clicked record on the podcast that I want to get out of the way. First of all, you were worried that I wasn't going to have hot takes this episode. Let me just say, my friend, (laughs) I have some heat. Whoa. And as far as you go, I I saw you do a notebook switch. How many notebooks are we (laughs) rocking at this point? You had a huge five-subject, 500-page notebook, and now you went, oh, wait a second. You threw that one to the side, then you had another notebook. I ran out of pages because of the last episode. I had so many pages of notes. I actually wrote down in there every little thing that made me cry. I didn't mention it on the pod because I figured people didn't want to hear that. But this one, all I have to say is I'm going to get super emotional about this one. Me too. Let's get into into it. it. We return, okay? Aaron, he's on top of a roof with charred remains everywhere. I mean, first thing I'm thinking about, it must smell terrible oh, around yeah. here. And it's just something that's not even like referenced but, in the show, but if you like look at things, you just know. You know it smells terrible, but then again, they don't have deodorant to begin with, so I'm sure they all smell bad anyways. Hey, if you're trying to compare some sort of stinky armpit to charred <laughs> remains of a 50-meter titan, I think you're... Um, Trust me, dude. <laughs> Trust me when I say this. There are some people at my local gym that I go to that I feel like they've been hanging around charred remains. Well, all day. I mean, especially you. I've never seen someone, you know, deodorant to me is something that I wake up, put on pretty early in the day. You'll two hours into a day, I'll see yourself smelling yourself and then pulling some deodorant out of your bag and just yeah. slapping it on right there at work. What's up with that? Uh, some mornings I just forget about it, man. I'm- and you've also claimed always to have one stinkier pit than the other. My right pit is always stinky. I don't know if it's my sweat glands in there, if it's just my right arm works so hard and does things for me. That Well, I'll <laughs> tell you what. I think this, uh, this area smells worse than your arm, but okay. I'm just going to guess. So he's still in shock as he looks at Armin, and he just starts to blame himself. Just then, the Crocodilian Titan approaches with Zeke still recovering on its back. This thing, they do a shot where it really shows the perspective of, like, first of all, how big the Crocodilian Titan is. Then they do the thing where they give it the red eyes. It's got the big old lips. It's just a freaky looking thing, and I don't know. 
How how is this one so different? What is this thing's story? Well, to me, this one is really similar to Ymir's Titan. I feel like they're kind of on the same wavelength. Hers hers was like a she used all four. Uh, yeah, it's but, like a quad. I don't even know how to explain it. But to me, she like. She's just kind of built like a monkey. Like she looks as if she could stand up on her back legs and be like fine. She just kind of uses her front ones. It's kind of like she's a gorilla. This thing straight up is just like a four-legged titan. Yeah, this thing's sick. There's something like I don't know if I don't know. I'm just very interested Do you have to a problem learn. with this titan. Uh, no, I'm intrigued by this titan because okay. I think there's a story behind this titan because it is so different than all the other ones. I will say this. I really want to see the user of this thing, see what it looks and like. And what? It is what? The... How many of the Titans have spoke? The Beast Titan? Just the Beast. And Ymir slightly Kinda. Talked. She sounds scary. And then this one. Because Ymir couldn't really... She actually could not have like full speech. Remember, she could barely say things. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like that. So... This one can talk, and so can Zeke. So there's like two. That's War Chief Zeke. Very interesting. Yeah, put that in there. <laughs> Just super interested in the Crocodile and Titan. Can't wait to f- learn more about it, or at least hope we learn more about it. So Aaron grabs Bert and puts his sword up to his throat. He puts two and two together and realizes that Zeke is the Beast Titan. And Zeke asks... Zeke? By the way, Zeke? Handsome guy with his glasses off. Oh, Yeah. While Hanji doesn't quite do it for me without the glasses, Zeke looks fine without It's because of the beard. You don't have the glasses to look at. You kind of fall into the beard, and you just keep on going. Bless you. Thank you. Yeah, Zeke's a handsome lad. And Zeke asks if this is indeed Aaron Yeager. And Aaron gets even more stressed from this and starts to draw blood from Bert's throat with his blade. Zeke tells him that he looks nothing like his father. Which confuses Whoa. Aaron as Zeke goes on to say that they are both victims of his father and that Aaron was brainwashed by him. Wow. Dun, dun, Bangers dun. right here. Yeah, that's pretty intense stuff. Just then, Levi appears at the top of the wall to the displeasure of Zeke. Zeke tells him, you know, let's call uh, it a draw since they are both in no shape to fight. Levi with his white eyes and oh, just yeah. steam every Because he's just slaughtered like... What, five Titans yeah, right how, after the- However many Titans he yeah. put on him right there at the end, like he's been dealing with that and just shows up. And plus, we know he went through the whole line of Titans before he even got right. to Zeke. So he's just got blood, steam, just everything all over him. So even though he's trying to put on like this intimidation factor or whatever, he's probably relieved when he hears Zeke like, let's not even worry about it right now because yeah. he's probably like, okay. Exhausted. Because <laughs> I am not, you're right, I am in no shape to do this right now. It would have been interesting to see him versus Crocodilian Man. That's true. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I don't. Crocodilian Man seems pretty quick, but he doesn't have arms, so he's just a bit. He's all mouth. Yeah. Well, he's got arms, but no, like, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, Zeke redirects his attention to Bert as he says sorry because he thinks this is the end for him. And Zeke speaks to Aaron once more as he tells him that he is coming back someday to rescue him. And then just like that, him and Crocs bid them adieu. Dude, this scene confused... The first time I saw this, it confused me so much that he said, I'll come back to rescue you. Like, what the hell does that mean? Yeah, it's all very... He knows who he is. 
He knows his father, and he's coming back to rescue him. After he just slaughtered all of those of his comrades, he's going to come back to rescue. Like that doesn't make any sense. Yep. And there's a bigger discussion to be had later on. I will have to issue an apology, but at the same time, I'm not too hard on myself because I do want to talk some things through. But that's for a couple episodes down the road. Levi tells Aaron that he just used the last of his gas and very intensely tells him to hand over and his gas and blade so he can chase after Zeke. So, I was kind of wrong, I guess. Levi does want that smoke right now, but at the same time, I think deep down he knows that that's not a he's, viable option. He's just caught up in the moment. He is uh, He's full rage mode, though. He is very angry. But you know what can calm everything down and make everyone pause for a second? A good old hiccup. A good old charred slightest of coughs. I don't think he's got the hiccups, but... He doesn't have the hiccups? No, I don't think... Uh, it would be really weird just, for him to have hiccups right now. He needs now. some water. <laughs> this guy needs just some milk. Try, try and scare him. He needs some milk. Just sneak up behind charred Armin and just... Bill! <laughs> Did that get him away? Did that get him? And for what I believe is the first time ever, they completely skip... The opening credits all together. Yep. Just they just show the title screen. You know what that means? This shit is getting real, yeah. boy. I mean, literally, like fifty-five episodes, and they just skip it. They go, you know what? Not this go round. Reiner, we cut over to him, and he's still in bad shape, as we know. He's looking like handsome Squidward, except maybe he's gotten even a little further along in the process at this point. He looks like one of those boxing dummies that are bald, have no arms and legs, but just a shredded six-pack. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. I know about. what you're talking about. I've beat up a few of those in my day. Hanji has found a metal case he had in a pocket and, it, and is interrogating him about it. He apparently tried to grab it in a last-ditch effort before they cut off his limb, so this was important to him. I mean... <sighs> She tries talking to him. This guy is in no condition to carry on a conversation. Dude, I love how she asks if it's a bomb. I'm like, what the? How does Hanji know about like fucking pocket-sized bombs? Yeah, this chick's crazy. We see Mikasa making a sling for Jean, shipping it. I agree. I'm all over it. <laughs> shipping it. She needs to get her head out of Aaron's asshole. Hey, all I'm saying is last episode is the first asshole. time she let Aaron do his own thing. Now she's making a little nice little sling for Jean. And Jean says, ow. Dude, did you catch that? It. Yep, yep. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh. oh. She apologized. Your hands are so sweaty. Reiner does manage to weakly say that it's a very, or that it's a letter from Ymir intended for Krista. It's Historia, bud. Hanji says... That uh, she has a bunch of questions, but Reiner says no to answering them. Now I'm trying to question myself. Does question? I think. Well, I think he says what Krista. He does say Krista, but okay. no, no, I'm not sorry. I was saying it's Historia, but right. to Reiner, oh, to Reiner, not to, to Reiner, me. not it's to okay. you. Yeah, because I was like, listen, yeah, I, no, he 100 says. Krista. I really thought I was on when <laughs> taking these notes, so I got to go back. <laughs> So uh, he still hasn't got Krista out of his damn mind. It's right. like Bud. Hanji presses her blade against his throat, but Jean yells out, begging for his life. That way, they can perhaps steal his power. Good thinking, Jean. We flash back to Erwin explaining how Titan powers can be stolen. Just kind of a little refresher on all that, just in case you've been living under a rock. 
Hanji says she doesn't think all of the requirements have been met for them to do that, even though, other than the injection and someone eating him, to me, it looks like all the objections have pretty much been met at this point. I know. It would be interesting because there's obviously no one... Well, I guess Sasha is. Do you think they would have given it to Sasha since she's so injured compared to everyone else? Perhaps. I mean, like, in reality, I don't know... I first like, of all, once I would you're be, tight, you're tight. You know, I don't know how much of a. I would be scared shitless to, to inject myself. I think maybe they would have given it to Sasha because she's so injured, she would have regened. Yeah, I definitely. Not. I don't think anyone. Yeah, at this point, with what they know, I think they would give it to Sasha. Okay, because I, for one, would be scared shitless to inject Lady myself. Lady Armored Titan. That'd be pretty hot. She digs the blade in deeper, but Jean doesn't give up and tries to reason with her even more. And this leads into our very first time when Mikasa just says, Jean. Oh, <laughs> it's happening. It is all coming together. Wow. She just says, Jean. And uh, Hanji asks Mikasa how much gas she has, and it turns out she might have just enough to go check on Aaron and Armin. Remember those guys? Wonder, I forgot about them. wonder how they're doing. By the way, Hanji, when she's doing this to Reiner and sticking the blade up to his throat, I would love to be Reiner in this situation. Will you chill out? Oh, dude, she... she okay, you're getting... Let go of my hand. You're getting too intense. Hanji tells her to do just that and bring back the injection from Captain Levi. We cut quickly to Mikasa with tears swelling in her eyes as she pulls up on a very cruel scene. Ooh... Aaron is crying Good over Armin. Thank you. Aaron is crying over Armin's body with hope since Armin let out the slightest of breaths. He's just, you know, trying to believe that he's still hanging on. He's giving him CPR. Aaron yells for Levi to get the syringe and make Armin a Titan. Levi grabs the injection, and as Mikasa realizes. Well, first what, of all, he's being very lackadaisical when he's grabbing this thing. <laughs> he, you're right. He doesn't he's have the a lazy biggest dolphin. sense of urgency, but he is grabbing it. Yeah. And as Mikasa realizes what is going on, she launches a red flare to notify Haunted that things are getting pretty intense over here. And taking advantage of the flare as a distraction, Crocobillion swoops in and chomps up Reiner. I thought these guys left! <laughs> also, what did you think of my nickname, Crocobillions? Crocobillions after you said distractions? I love it. Distraction. <laughs> um... This Titan, he's sneaky. He seems he's like he'd be loud. He's a sneaky guy. See, I think that's his secret power. Sneaky. <laughs> and they're just like, so what can you do? Well, I can like crumble up rocks, throw them as basically like projectiles. And what can you do? Well, I'm a 50 meter Titan, 50 meter plus Titan. I can, you know, just steam out of my asshole that just burns people to a crisp. Oh, what can you do? Well, my entire body's covered in armor. Oh, how about you? Well, I'm four-legged, and I'm pretty sneaky. sneaky. <laughs> and I do all the bitch work. I give I give the Beast Titans all the rocks. Everyone rides on me. Hanji barely gets out of the way as the three, uh, three bad guys leave again. And all I'm going to say at this point is, Bert, they didn't put nearly this amount of effort into saving your ass, so do with that what you will. Aaron was ready to fucking slice Bert in half if they did. But I will say this, Reiner 
is one lucky fucking bastard because he's been blown to bits like seven times in the last three episodes. He just keeps and on keeping on, moving that consciousness lucky, all over the place. He's Thank like you. him and Flock. Flock being surviving that whole incident with the Beast Titan. Like, how are they that lucky? You are getting ahead of yourself. Trunk, Connie tries to go after them. Johnny? <laughs> I corrected it and I edited it. I was going to edit it, but you just had to say something. All right, so, so now get, we got to go start all okay. over. Sorry, get to the point with Chani. Connie tries to go after them. <laughs> what is he going to do? He's <laughs> Connie. I'm glad you mentioned this. Uh, hey, Jean, but how, was it pretty cool, though, that he at least had the courage to do that? Well, I mean, remember what he said of. in season two? He's like, I'm going to take down the Beast Titan, whatever it takes, because. Right. Because his mom, you know, the whole thing. Connie just keeps on keeping on, you know. He's I'm not exactly guy. sure how much he's bringing <laughs> to the team, but he's there always. And he's just, whatever he's doing, he's not letting that hair grow out. Jean blames himself, but Hanji owns up to her decision. See, that's why she's a, gosh, she's a beautiful woman. <sighs> beautiful. That's Sorry, why she's, she's a beautiful woman? That's, well, that's not your only beautiful take on the inside. She's like, it's not your fault, Jean. I take all the blame. I'm a woman of my word, and it just turns me on here and stuff like that. Levi is handing Aaron the injection as Flock climbs up to the roof with a very injured but barely alive Commander Erwin Smith. Levi pulls back the injection, and uh, Levi says he's using the injection on Erwin, and Aaron immediately steps up and begins to size up Levi. This is hilarious. Literally goes chest to shoulder with Levi, just trying to big dog him. Well, Levi is a small man. Levi says he's reviving the one who can save humanity. Just then, Mikasa pulls out her sword to escalate the situation by about 87%. Good work, Mikasa. Now, we watched this episode together. When you first saw Flock carry up Irwin, I, did you, were you I'm expecting sure, I'm sure my thought was, hey, who the fuck is that guy with the red hair? Were you expecting a decision to be made with this, or did you think when Armin was barely breathing, oh, it's instantly, Armin's instantly getting an injection right here, right now? Um, yeah, I mean, at the time, I think you'd be a crazy person if you thought, like, in the moment something was going to change, but... I mean, I I had thought about Irwin, but I wasn't expecting Flop to have him slung across his back climbing buildings. <laughs> Seems pretty ridiculous. We get a Go very flock, boy. We get a very quick shot of Zeke in his flock. I don't know. It's a very stupid name. It's almost bad as Flagel. We get a very quick shot of Zeke and his boys on top of the wall as he tells Reiner that he was extremely lucky. Well, these guys leave already. These guys are really hanging around. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what I was going to say. I was going to say, if they did try to fight, like, there's no way that Crocodilian could take on all the rest of them, right? It just, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like he could make quick, quick turns like the rest of them. He might be quick going forward, but he's got a big, long I want to see him in action. I'm I do, t- too. God, why did this guy not fight? I don't know what to what think about this guy. He, he's honestly the most intriguing character as far as what they're capable of and the story behind them that I have. Um, obviously, after I realize what... With the knowledge I have of the rest of Season 3, I'm most intrigued by Crocodilian okay. Titan later on. And maybe one other guy. Getting ahead of myself. Flock. Calling card. 
Not only can Titan powers and much-needed information be stolen by using the injection, but it also allows the revival of someone who is critically wounded. And so much-needed information, is that in the sense of just like the like with the founding Titan, all the memories they get from the past Titans? It's just really weird wording. Yeah, um... You kind of like what they mean by the much needed information. Yep. All right. Well, it seems like you have a <laughs> lot of thoughts about that. I was gonna say more, but then I realized we're not. We're only on episode eighteen of season three. But yes, uh, just memories from previous Titan holders. But it's not like it's a certain. You know, like Aaron, how he could somewhat remember things. Right. Levi asked them if they have the faintest clue of what they are doing. The commander of the scouts, and they're saying, let him die. Mm-hmm. Levi tells him that he's doing it and tells him Aaron, or tells Aaron to keep his emotions out of it. Aaron asks him why he didn't have the syri- or hand the syringe over right away. Which Aaron is usually good at keeping his emotions out of things. Yeah, he's usually pretty <laughs> level-headed, so this is really seeing a different side of him right now. And Levi said it was because he wondered if Erwin might have been alive. So while you know Ronnie over here wasn't thinking that deep into it, he just saw a poor little charred Armin and wanted to save him, Levi was thinking mm. about Erwin out there. This is where things started being like, all right, I'm about to have an emotional breakdown with everything that's going on because, as we all know, I fucking love Commander Erwin, but I also have a deep love for Armin. Yep, and we're getting into it, right? This is when you realize what's getting ready to go down. Levi punches Aaron, which of course unleashes the monster that is within Mikasa. So she tackles Levi and realizes that his strength isn't all there, and she could take it by force if she really wanted to. Levi stresses that without Erwin's talents, humanity can't stop the Titans. (sighs) Flock who instantly is just the new Bert in my book, finally speaks and tells Mikasa to stop the madness. Good on him, dude. Aaron, who is... So this is going to be your new thing, huh? I mean, mean, come on. Mikasa's about to slice Levi's throat, and you're siding with her, dude? It's becoming clear. It's becoming clear. She just said... She could just take the injection by force. She's yeah. not going to really slice never, his throat. Never mind the sword that's an inch away from slicing Levi's throat. Yes, because throat. Mikasa really took into account what Flock thought. She was like, wow, I was getting ready to kill him, and then Flock said not to, so maybe I'm not going to do it now. Well, you know what, dude? No, not everything's listen, if about that's, if that's Listen, if that's the hill you want to die on, plant your flag in, that you're the big Flock stand, go for it. I've, I never said I was a Flock stand. Yeah, I just said Mikasa's seen, got her sword up to Levi's throat. She's really going to do this right now? Right here, right now? As we were just in her head. She was just trying to take the injection. Aaron, this is more important than what we were talking about. Because Aaron is dangling off the side of the roof at this point. (laughs) Says says that it's no different if they lose Armin. Half of his teeth gone, mind you. Yeah, I'm I'm getting to that. What a punch. Mikasa is happy to hear from him, so she yells out, Aaron! So we're not quite on the John bandwagon yet, but we're, you know, thinking we're starting to get a little money on that side of the bet. Aaron starts to list off Armin's resume, who absolutely no one could ignore. This is some pretty impressive stuff. He's the reason why they saved Tross by plugging it with a rock, even though it's still amazing that he's the only one in the entire city who came up with such a complex plan. 
Nuff said. He revealed Annie's identity. He came up with the idea of moving at night, which this being on the resume seems like as uh, big of a lie as on my resume where it says that I have great people skills and, and am experienced in Microsoft Excel. Because it just kind of seems like basic knowledge at this point. Why he was the only one who thought maybe we should move at nighttime when these things don't move. You're like great internet communications with other people and you're talking about like your Xbox gameplay. Yeah. I'm <laughs> just like very experienced in software. That's all it says. Like what software? <laughs> I mean, Hansi had done experiments on Titans like Sony and Bean before and knew that titans were usually less active in the night so how how armin was the only one who's like maybe we should move at night because we never really saw that on screen either did we they just were moving at night yeah i think he might have mentioned it but i feel like that's one of those things where multiple people mentioned that not just him um but he also this one was all him he uncovered reiner's hiding spot and the only reason they defeated bert was because armin figured out how and going back to that Armin, well, we're talking about it right now. So, yeah, Armin figures out how to beat Bert by only sacrificing himself, whereas Erwin figured out how to beat the Beast Titan by sacrificing everyone, including himself, which is pretty crazy. And we we actually, this was kind of a flaw in our last podcast. We didn't talk too much about this, but as far as weaknesses go for Bert's Titan, it is pretty, like, non-existent. Because the only reason he lost was just because he got tricked. He got fooled. It wasn't yeah. really because of a weakness. Like if he had just taken the time and knew that Aaron could do this so successfully, he could have known. Oh, that's just like a shell right. of Aaron's tight, and he's probably behind me. Because as he was getting super skinny, like he probably still could have used that steam a decent amount more. So it was just the his only weakness is that. His steam that keeps people away from him, he can't do it forever, but at the same time, there's not a real way to force him to use the steam without just sacrificing lives, so pretty wild. Aaron says, the one who's going to save humanity isn't me or the commander, it's Armin Arlert. And Mikasa again tells Levi to give her the injection. That's when the only bad part of this entire excellent and emotional decision speaks up. And that bad part just so happens to be named Flock. All right, let's hear your take on this because I might have a little different take than you. Who, by the way, let me. He has very annoying hair. I like to call Armin's hair ridiculous. Flock's hair is just straight up annoying. It's like. Yeah, Armin's hair is like. It's ridiculous because you. I'm sure you say this because he almost looks like a chick, just his hair. Not even a chick, because I think it'd be cruel for a chick to rock his hairstyle. It's just like, it's, it's like a long, it's like a bowl cut that he's allowed to grown out. Now it's yeah. curving down around his face. It's just, it's very. I don't know how to describe yeah. well, it. Well, going back to Flock, it yes, his haircut. His hair, yeah, Flock's haircut's stupid. I've never seen. Either. I've never seen a man who has so many layers in his hair. It's like he's got the bottom layer where he's letting the bangs yeah. hang down, but he's also got another layer that's kind of swooping it up. And it's like he took the time while he was carrying Irwin over to fix his hair. Almost. It really does, because he just like was riding to his death, and now every <laughs> like it looks like his hair looks exactly like how it did in the morning when he put all the product in. But uh, Mikasa brings up, well, and I did kind of just talk about how ridiculous Arma's hair is, but and I was going to make a comment about it in this situation, but poor buddy doesn't exactly have any right now. He's hair yeah, kind of got charred sad. off. 
I don't like looking at him. It Speaking of st- stinking, you know, charred skin doesn't smell too good, neither does hair. But keep on with your armpit uh, hot take. There's a guy at the gym where I swear he smells like he was just burnt to a crisp. Uh, Mikasa brings up a really great point, which is basically, hey, flock, shut up. You, that, I will not shut up. That was a that he is so that type of guy, but he doesn't. Uh, he kept saying things about how everyone on the other side of the wall is dead, and he does reference how brave and what a great plan Erwin Smith came okay. up with. So, so that, I kind of liked him for yeah, that. Okay, yeah, him telling. I like this is what I like. I don't like Flock, like you said. I think he is annoying. Oh, but here we he, go. But. Mikasa and Aaron, especially Aaron, dude, you you talk about how stubborn he is. They're only thinking about themselves. He he has to mention on the other side of that wall, how many was it? Fifty to hundred soldiers. They're all slaughtered. Right. They're not even thinking about that. Like what happened over there. They're just thinking about themselves. And Flock is like Flock is almost. He's speaking up for everyone else because besides the main characters he's literally speaking up for all the soldiers that don't have a voice right but at the same time i'll have an argument just for argument's sake because i don't necessarily buy this i love erwin smith he's the goat but you could look at it as yes we were put in a tough situation like the bad guys had a pretty good plan but erwin did lead us to this death trap like and if like arwin might have played it differently yeah he might not have had every single soldier just go straight to the wall. Even though they didn't have that many, he might have layered them a little bit differently. So it's just, you know, in See, the yeah, end, it's interesting. they did all ride to their death, but it was because they were in a bad situation and that was their orders and they followed it. But listen, in Erwin's Ir- speech, it's hard not to follow that speech. Erwin I mean, is the man. I'm not, you know, I'm just arguing for arguing's sake. Who knows if uh, Arma would have done anything differently. He says when he found the commander barely alive, he began to finish him off, but that would be going too easy on him. Flock that he ought to take more of this hell. Um, so, hey, this guy sucks. Your you guy Flock here. Okay, don't call him my guy. When have I ever said that? Uh, you just keep like defending him. Like, oh, let's hear what he has to say. And, oh, you know, Mikasa had a sword on uh, Levi's throat. And she changed her mind because Flock had something to say. Just really... And bothering. No, I I didn't want her to change her mind because of Flock. I wanted him to say that, so she sounded like a dumbass. All right, well then, can we just take a second so you could put your final, like your thoughts on Flock? Okay. So my final thoughts on Flock. If you think I'm misrepresenting you, I don't know why, but I love any time somebody talks like this guy right here. All right, so uh, that was. 101 on how to say something without saying anything at all. That's from the master there, you know. No, I'm just kidding. I really don't like Flock that much, but I, I am glad that he was put in here. It could have been any of them on that side. It could have been Marlo. It could have been a random dude we've never seen before. I'm glad we got the voice of someone other than just Mikasa or Aaron on this situation. That's what I wanted to come out and say. Yeah, we do have someone who, without their opinion, and it's Levi and Hanji. Well, but they don't say much though, especially because Hanji's not even she's not even in this convo yet. She's still Levi is a man of few words, but uh... well, I mean, he's got a sword to his neck that you fail to mention that Meeks is about to slice him in half. Casa's not gonna slice him in half. Oh, buddy, Flock wasn't here; she would have. <laughs> 
So it sounds like you're all about flock. Okay. I'm not about flock. <laughs> but but maybe was... I am. But I like how is... he talks about the devil. This is still flock. <laughs> you're getting ahead of yourself because I'm getting ready to say that five seconds from now. But that was when he realized the only one who can lay waste to the Titans is... A devil. A devil. Really hate that you stepped on my commentary there. So what do you think about this? Do you hate that Flock is saying this right here too, or what? Flock needs to just take a chill <laughs> pill, okay? That's what I think. This is an intense moment. I, for one, I agree. I think, Flock, you kind of need to just chill, bro. You you had a couple words that you said, now just let, take a backseat. But at the same time, it's such an intense moment. I'm sure everyone's emotions are running wild. And he's not thinking straight. Oh, so you understand where he's coming from. Okay, yeah, God, he's a great this guy's guy. the biggest flock stand ever. And he thinks that if he can bring back the devil... Can I just get through Flock's dialogue here? Jesus Christ. I keep thinking I'm done, and then I look at my notes, and he's still talking. So Flock says, and then he thinks that if he can bring back the devil, that must... Uh, that his life's mission... That must be his life's mission. Wow, great notes on Flock. Oh my god, this guy over here. I didn't say a word when you were flipping wow. through your must, pages. Must have missed the copy and paste on that one. And he thinks that if he can bring back the devil, that must be his life's mission because that must be why he survived like a coward when everyone else died. How Okay, how is he... I, I, I understand what he's saying there, but how is he a coward for surviving? Is he just saying because of what because he said I wouldn't before be, the march? I wouldn't be surprised if you know we flash back and he's riding behind like five guys, and when the rocks come, he goes and lays on the ground. I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay, that's what I was thinking. I was hoping you had the same thoughts on that. He starts to make a move at Mikasa, who rightfully starts to swing her blade. Now, if she'd cut off this neck, that would have been something yeah, to I'm, celebrate. But is uh, luckily she's going for this, or she would have sliced Levi in half. She's stopped by a combination of Levi telling her not to do it and Hanji grabbing her from behind. Jean, you're not going to say anything about Hanji grabbing you from behind. That's usually where you have some sort of inappropriate. Well, Levi doesn't like pointless deaths, so thanks for speaking up, Levi, for boy flock. Also, if Hanji hugged me from behind, I would combust inside my britches. <laughs> Gross. I hated that. Jean, Connie, Sasha, and Hanji are all just as shocked as the rest of us to see that Flock survived is on this <laughs> roof with the others. Pretty good note, huh? That's a good note. Hey, you're running the mill wiki. Doesn't have that note. They no, don't, they don't no. even notice Erwin and Armin. They're just, just like, oh, kidding. They're kind of more paying attention looking at Armin, Burton, Erwin. Levi takes out the injection as Mikasa begins to just scream. Uh, that's oh, such a sad scream, dude. This hit me right in the feelings. Hanji pleads with her that she must know how important Erwin is to the future. But Mikasa, she rides for Armin and says that he can do all those same things. And Hanji admits that Armin is exceptional, but brings up the very strong point that he doesn't have Erwin's experience and leadership. We know that, you know. Armin just two mm -hmm. episodes ago had to pass off leadership to Jean because he just wasn't prepared for the actual like fighting parts of it. He's yeah. more of a more of a game planner. Hanji says there are hundreds of people that she would like to bring back to as we experience one of the mm. most painful deaths of all time. This one hurts just as bad as Marco. Oh, and I, I have wanna, I have one of the best notes on this ever. I don't want to do it. Okay, we see a flashback of our guy Moblet, 
who sacked Big Dick Moblet, who sacrificed BD. himself and managed to push and, Hanji oh, to safety down Hanji a well as Bert, the nuclear bomb, exploded. Uh, just a terrible... Bro, and I'll tell you this. I don't know if you caught this. This is actually this is actually professional note-taking that I got right okay, here. Okay, let's see what you got. Every time Moblet has referred to Hanji in the show, he mm-hmm. has said section commander. In this moment, he yells Hanji as he dies. Yeah, just, Most badass Just trying to make me tear up. Ever, dude. What YouTube video did you see that from? People were saying... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, I, uh, I mean, of course. I mean, it's... Uh, well, uh, I was just going to say that, uh, like you said, like this is actually... I know Moblitz is just a side character, as some people would say. I don't think he is. I think he's a main character, but... I mean, I'll be the first one to admit. The first time through, Moblitz was very off my radar, but he's a guy that when you do a podcast and you go through every single one of these episodes, Moblitz was a real dude. Ride man. or die, dude. Ride or die for Hanji. I feel like Hanji never even noticed him in the way that I think Moblitz noticed her, and it just makes me sad. Um, he just, you know... It's a pointless death. One-eyed Hanji, I would still make love to you. Don't know how that just it has anything to do with Moblet, but speaking of Moblet, don't get ahead of yourself. we got to have a moment of silence for these guys. The patent is still pending. Um, we're the only podcast who thinks it's a good idea to just have 10 to 15 seconds of just dead air. Yep. While we, But that's how much we respect the character, so let's go ahead and start that now. It's just so stupid. You don't even need to fucking say that. It's a stupid ass comment. It's not. Well, I mean, she needs Jesus Christ. She needs some love now that he's gone. If she does. I mean, the bandage around the eye is kind of working for me for some reason, but we can get into that later. All right. So thank you. Hanji says, "No matter who it is, there comes a day to say farewell." How real is Hanji mm-hmm. getting right now, dude? She tells them that she knows it's impossible, but they have to accept this. They have to move forward. Mikasa has a memory of the three of them running around, smiling as little kids. This takes oh, me back to the, that to the old Red Swan opening season. I know. It was just getting us ready for this. That's all it was doing. And then looks as if she has just accepted the sad defeat. She kind of just lets her muscles relax, kind of falls into Hanji. Levi starts to move, but Aaron grabs a hold of his leg. He asks Levi if he knows about the sea. And Flock tells Aaron to cut it out. This guy's still here, still speaking up. I'm surprised you weren't on Flock's side here, because you usually get mad when Aaron keeps doing this type of stuff. I mean, I'm not necessarily happy with it, but I'll tell you one thing. I don't like Flock telling him to stop. That's like like when... um, (laughs) It's like when you're like a dick to your little brother or little sister, but then you see someone else is a dick to your little brother or little sister. You're like, hey, yeah. chill out. Like, chill. I do that, not you. Like, yeah. Unless it's like, you know, justified. But well, you do let your sister take some pretty rough stuff because you're just. A she takes jerk after her mom. She is a cunt. Your mom's been very well behaved the last few episodes. We haven't mentioned her a whole lot. She kind of just. Yeah, this, try not to say her name too loud. I think she's um watching a lot of the Great British Baking Show. I hear that's a fantastic program. Aaron continues as we see that Levi managed to punch out every single tooth in the left side of Aaron's mouth. Like, perfectly half. 
Mm-hmm. I can't stress enough how goofy it looks. I oh, I kind of wish they would have done it differently because it is so distracting. It's hilarious. Like none of the others are chipped or yeah. anything. It's just literally perfect. Perfect. <laughs> it's precision right there. He tells Levi of all the dreams that him and Armin had about all the things they planned on doing after this Titan mess had been dealt with. Levi yells for everyone to just get out of here. He's tired of all this back and forth. He's going well, to have Erwin Let me mention Bert. this line. This is one of my favorite lines by Aaron, which actually hit me in the feels. All right, lay it on me. It made me think of myself. He said, the only thoughts in my head are full of hate, but Armin's different. He actually has more aspirations than that. He cares about the sea. That hit me real hard in the feels because I feel like Aaron realizes, like, I'm the piece of shit, and this guy just sacrificed himself for me, and that just oh that that also hit goes me. back to our conversation last episode where it's uh I think Aaron cares a lot about vengeance, not so much freedom. We'll find out here in season four. Well, He's right. It can change, so that okay. doesn't mean anything. Levi, oh, okay, so he Levi tells everyone to get lost. Connie, who is here, by the way. <laughs> oh, Connie says his goodbyes to Armin, and uh, and Flock zips off with Aaron. So Flock's still just a part of this. Okay, Levi starts having some flashbacks of his own of when he asked Erwin what he will do if his if this dream of his comes true. Erwin says he won't know until it happens. Levi keeps thinking to himself about how annoying everyone is. He's <laughs> whining like brats, one after another. He thinks back to some of Kenny's dying words, which were, everyone had to be drunk on something to keep pushing on. Everyone was a slave to something. Aaron's is freedom. Armin's the sea. Will you chill <laughs> out over there? Sorry, I just wanted to say that. Levi takes Erwin's arm to give the injection, but just as Levi thinks back to Armin being hopeful about the sea one last time, Erwin yanks his one remaining arm out of Levi's hands as he mutters, Teacher, how do we know there's not more humans outside the walls? Sensei. Levi flashes back again to him telling Erwin to give up on his dreams and die, to lead mm. the recruits straight to hell. He also remembers him telling Erwin that he would take out the Beast Titan and how Erwin, accepting his final destiny, smiled and thanked him. It's just a really good flashback moment when Erwin's kind of coming at peace with what's happening. And this, this whole, all these flashbacks right here just hit, they hit hard. Yeah. Very hard. Is this where you got the most emotional in the episode? Just hold on, hold on. I'm waiting for your tears. Are you okay? Just getting kind of emotional. Come here, bud. <laughs> Levi takes a deep breath as we fade to black, and the next thing we see is a titan form of Armin climbing his way towards Bert. He might... Just a quick comment on this titan of Armin. He might just dethrone Ymir as the scariest-looking titan, and lucky for us, even though his hair was all singed off just a moment ago, his titan form manages to possess... His exact hairstyle. Which How awesome would it be if his whole Titan was just burnt? It was just like a black, burnt Titan. I just really love the fact that... <laughs> He's got the same hair. <laughs> it's like the Titan just knows... Well, well you know, if theoretically, maybe he should be bald, but we're 
through, looking through his memory, and he's been rocking this one hairstyle for quite some time. So let's go ahead and do it. Which uh, so all this led me to my reminder to everyone that Armin's hair is just so ridiculous. Oh my god! He better, he better change that shit up. Oh my god! I think you think in season four he will have different hair. Uh, it depends on how if how much time has gone by. Like if it's just been two months in season four, he's gonna have the same stupid hair. All right. So I don't know. That's a good question. Also lucky for us was the fact that at this point Bert had regained consciousness, so he be, he gets to experience the process of getting eaten by Armin. He's like screaming and stuff, and shockingly enough, he went out the same way he lived his entire life, scared shitless. Dude, the whole I really liked Bert when he stepped up in episode fifty. I know I probably shouldn't have cheered for him a little bit when he fought Mikasa. I just thought it was cool. But him, him looking up when he like awakens as Armin's taking him, and he sees Aaron in them, and he's like, "It all it, comes crawling back." He goes, "Hey guys!" Like he thinks they're actually gonna help him at first. That that was yeah. That he was catches crazy. one more glimpse of his old fellow comrades ah. and begs them for help as Armin, Armin's Titan treats his skull how you mm. might treat a single M M&M and M by just crunching the whole thing right between your molars, just. And he yells for Annie and Reiner were his last words. And this is where everyone kind of regroups and flock, who's still here, ask Levi why. Levi asks if he thinks he could forgive him and that Erwin had no choice to be, or tells him that Erwin had no choice but to become a devil. It was us who wished for that. Aww. And in the end, when he had finally been set free from hell, we wanted to bring him back once more. But Levi thinks it's ti- it was time to let him rest. And this, Chaz, is where I was just going through this line by line when Levi just says this so, you know, poetically, so well thought out that I felt in my feels. Okay. I mean, I was in my feels the first time I watched this, but as I was going through it line by line, it had I really had to fight off some tears. It's just beautiful. You? I mean, what? Do you okay? Do well, you think I did this at the wrong part? Were you? Was it hitting you hard at other times? It hit me hard when he was seeing all the flashbacks of Kenny and all that. That was probably in this part right here that you're about to talk about. Definitely these two parts. But I wanted to ask this. I forgot to ask it. Terrible podcasting, but. When, right before we see Armin, when it goes to black and mm-hmm. Armin is grabbing him, it looks like Levi. It doesn't show the top of his face. Do you think he is crying in that scene? Because mm. it shows like his. It shows right below his eyes. His bangs are kind of covering his eyes, okay. too. And then it just cuts to black. But do you think he's crying there? <sighs> I wouldn't be surprised if he was. Or but maybe just I'm, tearing up a I'm little. I'm going to say no. Maybe tearing up a little bit. But Levi... I think Levi's very confident. And while he's sad, and this is obviously the hardest loss he's taken and you know, from what we've seen just show times. I won't speak for before we knew mm-hmm. him in the show. Um, I still think that he just... He's got so much confidence in what he's doing and stuff that he was able to just say bye and still... I don't know. What do you think? You think he let some tears fall? I don't know about fall, but 
his I voice, can see some watery eyes. Yeah, watery eyes with a shaky voice. Yep, I'll I'll buy into that. And so then, uh, Armin falls to the ground. Levi talks to Erwin once more, as he tells him that he promises he'd kill the Beast Titan, but it's going to have to wait. Hanji takes his time to open up the poor man's eyelids and then says, "He's dead." Hey, Hanji, we know. Thank you, Hanji, for verifying it, though. You're beautiful. Don't listen to Ronnie. I mean, just let the poor man rest. Don't don't open up his eyelids. Armin is pulled from the nape of his titan, his beautiful golden locks flowing from the steam that's protruding from the titan's body. End of episode. Mm. All right. Banger. So we got some follow-up banger questions here. So you were asking me if Levi was crying. My question to you is, do you think, when I went through the second time, I almost felt as if Erwin like, let go of life right after he muttered, like, teacher, do you think there's other people outside the walls? And he died, and in the end, Levi had no choice but to save Erwin because... Or Arwen. Armin, because uh, Erwin was already oh, dead. Oh, really? You have that take. That's I, an interesting I don't know, take. I don't know if I buy into it, but I think that that is a viable well, I like that you option. mentioned that. I didn't even think about that. That's an interesting take. I don't. Um, like I said, I don't know if I buy into it, but I would say it's interesting because it's kind of like he says it, and then he kind of fades off. And to me, I don't know, it just kind of looks like... That's interesting because he does say, Levi kind of says that he basically chose... It's not like he chose Armin. He chose for Erwin to rest, is what he says, almost. Um, God, it, I never thought about it that way, but now that you say it, that's that yeah. definitely is an option, yeah. Go back and watch it. I think that uh, other either you might have that opinion or you can see you know, Ronnie stripping. But, but, but I, I kind of took it, though, as when he does say that, he realizes, I know he... He does kind of hint that he wanted Erwin to rest, but I think that he realized Ar- Armin actually does have aspirations other than, like, remember the end of season, or what was it, end of part one, he asks Erwin what he's going to do when they find the truth, and he's just like, I don't know. Right. I think he's more like, well, Erwin has no more reason to live. We're about to find it, like, we're right here. He's like, he needs to just rest, and I don't know. I really don't know. So here, I think the two differences might be Armin is living in a state of hope, right? Okay. While Erwin is living in a state of, like, need slash want, as in, like, he's just got to figure this stuff out because he's trying to, you know, make his father's life mean something. And maybe Levi's worried that, okay, even if they get into the basement... What are the odds that's going to have all the answers? The fighting's not going to be done just because we figure out what's going on. Like, there's yep. still an entire side of this thing. Like, this poor guy just needs to be done. Like, let him mm-hmm. let him rest. And if he didn't have so much love for the man, he wouldn't have let him rest. I don't know. Yeah, you know, yeah I could see that. I feel like if he wasn't as close to Erwin, he would have instantly chosen. Not even thought about Armin. Yeah, so even with my potential theory like Erwin died before Levi could even give him the injection I do still believe that you know with all of Levi's mindsets that he was starting to lean towards Armin anyway Mm -hmm. 
But uh, it's so sad thinking about Irwin as a 12-year-old kid. Yeah. He's literally had this dream since he was 12. He's probably about 40. So think about 30 years of fighting. And right. he's, he is literally right there at the basement. And he chooses to die anyway. Or he chose to die. He listened to Levi's. He made Levi make the choice. He chose to die. And then Levi chose for him to stay dead right. pretty much. It's just crazy that he had that dream for 30 years and was right there and couldn't fulfill it. Which he already, we already know that he pretty much knows that there's people outside the walls because, I mean, he's kind of, he knows that there is, but at the same time, he doesn't know the extent if there's more or if there's not more. But it just sucks, man. I, I really feel for him. So now the, the question of all questions. In the moments when you first realized they're both laying on the roof, we got one injection, we got Erwin, we got Armin, you're still watching the show, you're reading the subtitles. Your mind, which one does it go to? Which one are you saving? Gosh, when you're I, not overthinking things and thinking all of like how much Erwin's gone through and he needs to write the first incident? Yeah. Well, you know that Erwin is my favorite character in the show. So. Yep, yeah, just because he's your favorite doesn't necessarily mean... Well, it would obviously lean you that way, but... This episode go, does Irwin? such a good job. Laying out both the cases. Laying out both the cases. Even when it first shows you, I didn't have a definitive answer. I really didn't. Erwin is my favorite character, but the fact that literally an episode or two ago, he char- he Levi told him to give up on his dream and die, mm-hmm. and then now he might come back to life, I was so torn that I don't really think I had... I was like... I just watched it out. I really didn't really? have a decision, yeah. Oh, what, what were your thoughts on it? I mean, I think in the end, with all like the the uh, the explanations that Hanji puts out there, all that stuff, for the sake of humanity, I think Irwin is the right decision, and because it does, it just got personal with Levi, and in the end, Mikasa and Aaron were the only ones fighting for Armin, and I think that just goes to show how just much emotion was in their thoughts. Because everyone else is like, listen, Erwin's got the experience. He's got, you know, if he has both arms, he's going to be w- way more of a useful fighter than Armin Arlert. So he's got that going for him. I will say this. He is 100%, in my opinion, the better option. But if I was Levi, I think I would have picked Armin. I'm a, su- I'm a sucker when it comes to, like, kids. Armin's 15, dude, that, like... Have just letting a fifteen-year-old die who's done all of that. Oh, dude, that's such a yeah. Hard I don't choice. think Levi made the wrong decision. I just from well, straight he, up, maybe he did. We don't know. Best of humanity, what he might have made the wrong decision. Like, well, for him, what for, him in the future, for him, yeah. I don't think he made the wrong decision. But depending I, on what happens in the future to humanity, it might have been a terrible mistake. We don't really know. But um, here, I mean, here's the thing. Like Armin, I will. I do think Armin thought about stuff more logically than Irwin. So it's just going to depend on it's just you there's no way of knowing because I would say if things are more going to be military based, Irwin was the right decision, but if things are more gameplay and logical stuff, Armin's going to be the right decision and we just don't know what kind of <laughs> scenarios show, are going to go down coming up. So who the show knows? is so grimy, man. Just having to make that cho- like god, this show never fails to disappoint. But obviously, we want to hear from you guys on this one. Let us know in the comment section of YouTube because apparently people do listen on there. 
And let, let us, us know how stupid our takes are if you just think they're awful. Yep, just rip us a new one if you go, no, you know, Ronnie's an idiot, Chaz is stupid. Yep. Uh, just tell, please give tell it Ronnie all how much it. of an idiot he is. If you agree with us, let us know that too. All at the podcast chronicles at gmail.com. And once again, we haven't really gotten any of these season four preview questions coming in our way yet. So send in the season four preview. We can't wait to talk about it. Uh, I just saw the trailer for the first time the other day. I'm ner- I don't like watching trailers too much. I might watch it one more time just to have a good grasp, kind of, so we can maybe touch on it a little bit in the season four preview. But and we're excited to cover the rest of this season for the rest of the bangers that are to come. We got a few emails. Just want to shout these people out super quick. Uh, Sabrina, thanks for sending us a nice message. And once again, the iTunes review that really helps us out. We like seeing those five stars, but leave what you think's right. Zachy BBB, which I kind of think I know who this is. I think he sent an email. Maybe I'm wrong though. Sent the most poetic review I've ever oh, yeah. heard in my life. I couldn't construct words this beautiful. This guy's eloquence. I mean, super kind. I'm not going to read it because that would just be a little too dick sucky for us here. But, Zachy. Yeah, Zach, Zach we ain't going to suck it off, bro. We, we really appreciate your words. Thanks for sucking our dicks. If you want to uh, you know, get, some, get something going, just let us know. We some can merch. maybe meet up. Just kidding. Um, even though there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> Once again, thank you for listening. Chaz, do you have anything else to say to the people? R.I.P. Levi. I know he didn't die this episode, but... Just a oh, terrible take to end this on. That's what you're going with. <laughs> I Okay, no. That's we are terrible. going to end this... End the, I'm not putting the outro music on this episode. How about that? Whoa. We are going to go with 30 seconds of dead air to respect Erwin Smith. I think it's Irwin the only thing right to do. Smith. Yeah, right? let's do it. All right. Peace. Peace.